Well, counting on Lil to get some points on the board is like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Hey, roaches and worms. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, play some games, and maybe even a few surprises. I'm still sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Don't wait, dig the pits, purge the leadership, don't hesitate, ain't no half-steppin', step into them like you know what it is, Billy Woods checkpoints. Hello, and welcome to Thrifty. I am your host, Toddy Tondera, and yes, the show is back again. If you're new to it, thanks for downloading and listening. I hope you feel comfortable here. For the OG Roaches, I want to throw a big W up in the air, throwing it up in the air right now. Welcome. It's time for you to stop eating garbage and hiding behind picture frames in abandoned apartments on the Discovery Channel. It's time to crawl out, hit that play button, and if you're one of our worms out there, if you're one of our worms, time to get out of the dirt. Time to get out of the dirt because we are back. Just like every iteration of the show, this one will be a little bit different. A lot has changed, and a lot has not changed. If you want to get connected to us, make sure you are on Instagram, one of the best apps out there, at Thrifty Podcast. You could follow us there. What happens there is we're going to post all the pictures from today's haul and all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff I'll be taking care of. But first, today, big day. The show topic today is vintage t-shirts and vintage t-shirt tags. We have six items we're gonna run through. But first, before I get any further, gonna introduce our co-host today. Welcoming back to the show, fan favorite DJ Lil, how are you? I'm pretty good. Hopefully I still remember how to use a microphone and uh, Yeah, I barely are. know how to do this. <laughs> like, it's been quite a while. Yes. It feels like about 200 years. I also feel about 200 years older. Than the last time we did this mm-hmm. you, your background is in doing radio you like good music and also squirrels yeah that sounds about right <laughs> uh but if you want to listen to some dj lil episodes uh mid-july 2020 we did a bunch of cool ones uh may 2020 we did the music babies episode where oh yeah that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun um accepting milk from november 2019 was a hit mm-hmm. and then also dj lil had the uh balloon animal petting zoo that i was a guest on and that's how we originally met and that was like in august of 2019 so dj lil is here also uh welcoming back to the show uh is rachel stratton how are you doing rachel oh i'm just great 
So you, uh, you're kind of like a hidden gem in the thrifty universe because you were once on an episode, but you were on a live episode. Hidden in there with, with, with others. A hidden gem. Yes. So you were at, on Live at the Black Cat in May of 2019, and you're an avid thrifter. And how uh, Lil and I, I mean, I've known you before that, but how we all became friends generally is you cut our hair i touch your heads up and down for hours at a time so that was uh so that's how we know each other is there anything else that either of you would like in your introductions that you want the listeners to know no i think i think that pretty much explains my my controlling nature i need to i need to be in charge of the way you look that's great (laughs) well if yins are ready to go i'm ready to go vintage t-shirts Game time. It's time to get thrifty. What we're going to do is we each have two articles of clothing, two vintage articles of clothing. Each of us is going to go one by one, talk about our item, all the fun stories in between, and then we're going to ask each other multiple choice questions, A, B, C, or D, and D is always none of the above. And uh, we are going to see who gets the most questions right, who racks up the most points. Uh, And we talked about this right before we recorded. But when we went off the air, uh, our previous run, we were doing the point system and couldn't figure out any of the points ever. So I have a way to do that. Not only am I going to try to write down the points a little better... But I have, uh, I'm introducing the first thrifty deity, uh, our trophy... It's a late 80s elf puppet. So this elf puppet is going to be reserved as the trophy. So how this is going to work is whoever wins the episode today will get the elf puppet. Now, if you're a returning guest, you will have to defend the elf puppet. But if you are not on the episode and there's no elf puppet to defend, there will be another deity introduced. <laughs> so we're just going to have a bunch of uh, puppets and random things as trophies. We're going to worship idols. Yeah, I hope so. Where is his, may I ask, where is his hand hole? His hand hole is just where you want just, it to be, right up so the ass. I was hoping so. Just so I can get familiar with my uh, yeah, right unfortunate the- deity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Lil, I, I should mention that uh, much like in our uh, past history, one of us gets no sleep before the episode. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to say I uh, lived up to that, and I d- barely slept yesterday. Yeah. Um, I was up late. Uh, As is the tradition. Yeah, that's the tradition. And I I had mentioned this before, but I have so many clothes at this point that I am reorganizing all of my stash. And I thought it would take three, four hours. It did not. It took, uh, well, it took a long time. Let's get into things, shall we? <laughs> We're going to take a look at our first article of clothing today. And uh, with vintage clothing itself... Um, single stitched, and I'm assuming a lot of these items are single stitched today. And what the single stitch is, it kind of is a sign of true vintage. So if you at home look at your sleeves and you think your shirt is old, in the mid to late 90s, they had discontinued uh, a single stitch. There's two stitches on your sleeve. But if it's a, it's a shirt prior to the late 90s, the mid 90s, you will see across your sleeve especially if it's short sleeve, one tiny stitch line. 
So um, as for someone who looks for vintage clothing, that would be the number one thing to look for. Uh, so, and also there's like a softness to a, to a single stitch t-shirt. It's kind of like a, it's very breathable, very light. And, um, but when you fold a single stitch t-shirt, it kind of folds a little different too, because it doesn't have the creases like a thicker, thicker t-shirt would have. So the first item I have is the item I'm wearing. So what I'm wearing is one of my favorite shirts and it's a 1980s Artex brand Ford City purple raglan t-shirt. So on the front of it, we got a friendly a friendly mascot. It's a purple shirt and Ford City in bold. Now, Ford City, it's about uh, it's an hour northeast of Pittsburgh. Has any of you been to Ford City or that area before? I have never been to Ford City. I've been to Ford City. I have not been to Ford City, but I'm originally from near the Motor City. Yeah, right? So I know a little bit about Ford and a little bit about cities. <laughs> yeah, just not this <laughs> just particular. Just Ford City. <laughs> well, I think the Motor City is more important than Ford City. Sorry, Ford City heads out there. <laughs> uh, so Ford City is, yeah, it's like an hour. It's, a, it's an hour northeast of Pittsburgh. And uh, in my early 20s, I did high school presentations. So I would go to different schools and present the arts. So I did a run of Ford City, like three or four years. It's a cold place. It's just everybody's soul is cold. It is cold <laughs> outside. The population is around 3,000. Um, and their uh, mascot is a saber. And so I was trying to figure out how this friendly guy on my shirt is actually a saber. But... He's not. This is just a representative of the town. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a purple shirt, got stripes on the sleeve, and again, at Thrifty Podcast, you'll be able to see that. So with this question here, um, uh, it could be it could be a doozy. It could not be. Um, so first question, and I guess we'll go to Lil first, and then Rachel, you'll be first on the next question after that. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> So, Lil, and this will be a question for you too, but Oh, I get to answer too. Come on. You get to you get to answer too, but secondly, mm. Lil will answer first. Mm -hmm. So, folks, here is the question and you could play along at home too. The largest employer in Armstrong County shut down its Ford City plant in 2008. In what field did this employer operate? So, what shut down? It was a major plant in Ford City. And they closed the damn thing in 2008. Uh, what was in what field did this employer operate? A, HVAC, which is heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. B, plumbing. C, bottling. Hmm. D, none of the above. So again, it's A, HVAC, B, plumbing, C, bottling, D, none of the above. Which major plant shut down? in Ford City in 2008. Uh, Lil, you will be first up. Well, I'm tempted to say bottling, because mm -hmm. that seems like a pretty like overall useful enterprise. But you're saying it's a pretty cold place. Cold souls there. Yeah. So I'm going to go with HVAC. HVAC. With A as my answer. Well, you know, part of HVAC is air conditioning. So they could get cold that way, they, too. They like it colder. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So we have one vote for 
HVAC, uh, same question, Rachel. The largest employer in Armstrong County shut down its Ford City plant in 2008. In what field did this employer operate? A, HVAC, B, plumbing, C, bottling, D, none of the above. What I know about Pennsylvania small towns is they typically rotate around glass production. Mm -hmm. Where my family's from in Brockway, it is probably the number one employer. It'll never go away and you win little things for being there the longest out of anybody in the town. So I'm going to have to say that another part of Pennsylvania probably lost their bottling employment to a more prominent Pennsylvania city. So I'm going to say C, bottling. Ooh, okay. Mm -hmm. Before we reveal the answer, I do have a question about that. Yeah. So you said if you live there the longest, you get an award? If you work there the longest. The work there the yeah. longest, you get an award. So <laughs> typically, if you live there, you do work there at some point. Yes. At some point, you, you are there. But uh, you won little pieces of jewelry or little pendants for being mm -hmm. there 15, 30, 40 years until you retired from the time that you were like 16 and up that's pretty cool yeah now how, how is that documented like they're just they just know when you move in or you just report every year i still hey i still live here I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't think anyone leaves once they gotcha. leave. <laughs> they yeah. said they just set a calendar and they're like, we'll call you in your 15 years and see if you want the watch yeah. or if you want the... Uh, well, actually, what you get for, I believe, 15 years is a small B. You get a B on a pendant because you are a worker in the Ooh. in the Yo, in the that's larger high right there yeah but it's got a pretty little green gem in it so okay. oh, green gem it's supposed to mean something you get a green gem okay well let's see who gets the green gem for this question the largest employer in armstrong county shut down it's ford city plant in 2008 in what field did it it uh, operate a hvac b plumbing c bottling d none of the above uh dj lil went with a hvac uh, Rachel went with C, bottling. The correct answer is B, plumbing. Wow. Mm -hmm. No points. Oh, my God. No oh. points. Now, remember, if you get a point and you find well, yourself behind, you can bet that point. But right now, mm -hmm. no points to bet. No one's winning. Oh, well. None of us are winning. Off to a great start. Um, so <laughs> the second question, based on my Ford City Raglan T-shirt, now, I've been saying the word raglan because it is, in fact, a t-shirt kind. Um, so the history of the raglan shirt has some surprising origins. What year was the style popularized? A, 1815. So older than us, huh? Mm. B, 1945. C, 1979. Or, or D, none of the above. Again, the history of the Raglan shirt has some surprising origins. What year was the style p popularized? A, 1815. B, 1945. C, 1979. D, none of the above. Uh, Rachel, you will, you, will, you will be up first. Well, this one seems like it's designed to trick me. Maybe. Because when, <laughs> when I picture a Raglan shirt, I think of the year 1979. But mm -hmm. that can't possibly be when this began. So. I don't know. <laughs> it's an option. It, 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 it <laughs> seems to be. But I believe I will place my non-existent point money on B, the 40-something. Uh, the 1940-something. B, 1945 is ah, when the yeah. style was popularized uh, as according to Rachel. DJ Lil, 
The history of the raglan shirt has some surprising origins. What year was it popularized? A, 1815, B, 1945, D, 1979, or, or C, 1979, D, none of the above. I have a similar train of thought as far as thinking, you know, late 70s, obviously, but it wouldn't just appear and I feel like, yeah. Some things just This appear, is a, going to be a very surprising answer question. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with D, none of the above. D, none of the above. maybe it was even earlier than 1815. Interesting. Okay, so we got a couple One of different ancient, ancient artifact raglan discovered. <laughs> and for those folks who uh, may not know what a raglan t-shirt is, it's kind of like a jersey-style t-shirt. Usually, the sleeves come down to about your elbows, and the sleeves are traditionally a different color than the body of the shirt. The shirt I'm having, the the shirt I'm talking about, my purple shirt, it's not like that, but it does go down to the elbows. Um, So um, that was, uh, and elbows are kind of the the important word here, and I'll explain in a second why. So again, the history of the Raglan shirt has some surprising origins. When's it from? 1815. B, 1945, C, 1979, D, none of the above. The correct answer. Uh, unfortunately, neither of you got this one correct because oh. we had a Rachel with a B and we had Lil with a D. The correct answer is 1815. Oh, they had T-shirts? Yes. So Lord Raglan wore a coat. No way. Oh, sire. <laughs> yes, he wore a no coat way. with this style uh, during the Battle of Waterloo. And so the, his elbows could breathe? <laughs> uh, yeah, so this was to help uh, uh, movement in his arm because it, it was uh, amputated up to the elbow. Oh, my God. Oh, well, wh- why would he need any more than that? <laughs> so he needed to he needed to, to, to move his arm around, so he Quick needed maneuver. to, like, bigger sleeves. Okay. So mm-hmm. Lord Raglan in 1815... At the Battle of Waterloo, lost his arm and said, I got an idea for t-shirts. And here we are in 2022 talking about him wearing them. <laughs> salute, salute to that. So no points. No points. I do have my second item of the day, though. Ooh, Let's see if this could, this could kind of help you out. Um, so since Rachel is here today, um, I wanted to bust out one of my oldest t-shirts I have. And it's a 1970s Dodger Sportswear Busy Bee Hair Salon t-shirt. It's black and yellow, and the sleeves uh, are mesh. So that's a a fun part of it. Another fun fact, I think, and I'm wrong, it seems, that mesh is popular. And any time I say mesh is popular... There is facts proven to me saying mesh is not popular. There's a lot of different levels of mesh. Just yeah. going to say. That so, was going to be my point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the mesh that you are exhibiting today is a little a little wide knit, a yeah. little mm-hmm. a little uh, a little loose for what I think people enjoy mesh being. Yeah. It's still just as revealing, but I think in terms of uh, younger people enjoying mesh these days, mm-hmm. it's more of a it's more of a sheer a sheerness, that like super a, fine, yeah, full body pantyhose. Very some, cool. Some mm-hmm. could see it as. Yeah. Uh, so I looked into the Busy Bee Salon. There is a a current Busy Bee Salon in Pompano Beach, 
Pompano, Pompano Beach sounds a Excuse lot me. like Papa Don't Preach. Oh. Like Pompano. No y- beach. Yeah, remember that? Like Pompano <laughs> Beach. I'm in trouble deep. Pompano <laughs> Beach. I've been losing sleep. Oh, he has. Yeah, but yeah. I made up my mind. I'm keeping my seashells. Uh, so, what we have here in this t-shirt. Uh, it's 18 inches across the chest, 25 inches from top to bottom. I give you those stats because it is for sale. It fits like a medium uh, with kind of baggy sleeves, but uh, Dodger Sportswear were popular for two-toned jersey V-necks. And that's exactly what that thing is. It's a two-toned jersey V-neck, bright yellow, bright black. And uh, Dodger Sportswear also has some pretty cool like sweatshorts from the 1980s that are like the... Kind of like the high-waisted short shorts that I I personally wear. I wear those all the time. Um, so that's the second item up. So uh, unfortunately, nobody got the questions right. Uh, the first item. So we're we're gonna go with the second item here. And so DJ Lil, you will be uh, answering this question first. Um, so you are on the hot seat currently. Uh, so which item? in a salon first became mass produced and readily available for use in the 1970s. I'm excited for so this. So Rachel might have the advantage or Rachel might show her ass and not get it right. Oh. So this could be fun. <laughs> so Lil again, which item was used in a salon first and mass produced and readily available by the 1970s? A, all purpose shears. B, a hair dryer. C, a curling iron. D, none of these things. None of the above. Readily available for use in the 1970s in salons. A, all-purpose shears. B, hair dryer. C, curling iron. D, none of the above. DJ Lil, where is your yeah. head for this question? I don't know. I'm pretty flabbergasted by how I'm out of touch with beautician thing yeah <laughs> that's why I, well we brought in a ringer I, I, I teach you literally nothing <laughs> i think i know how to use a comb mm-hmm. and that's about I it i can see so. that you do okay i can see it yeah um well so, you look at our hair all the time i look at it often <laughs> and even if you never run a comb through it i yeah. promise everybody yeah. they've had combs run yeah. through them right so I'm, gosh um I don't. I'm just taking a stab here. Yeah. I'm just gonna go with all-purpose shears. All-purpose oh. shears, readily available in the 1970s. Uh, DJ Lil is going with A. Mm-hmm. Uh, same question for oh. our resident hairstylist. Which oh. item used in a salon first became mass-produced and readily available for use in the 1970s? A. All-purpose shears. B. Hair dryer. C. Curling iron. D. None of the above. So were these made for use by the public or by salons in the 1970s? Um, all of these, all of the, or none of them. All or none of them. All or none of them were all available to use, but they, they were mass produced. So every, so all salons had like multiples at this ah. point. So it was like, it's something that was commonly used at th- this point, starting at this point, I guess is a better way to say that. I would have to say... By this point, used in salons at all times would probably be curling irons. Curling irons. But those have also been around for a very long time in other modalities. So 
Get ready to look at my ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you're going to go with curling iron. I am going to go with C, curling iron. Okay, so we we may not know um, if we will see an ass, but we can reveal if an ass will be shown. Um, So DJ Lil, you said A, all-purpose shears. Rachel, you went with C, curling iron, what was readily available for salons in use in 1970s. The correct answer. Is B hair dryer? Wow. Hair dryer because so. prior to prior to that, like people were burning their hair, and by the seventies, they figured out what the hell a hair dryer was supposed to do. So that seems like a long time for that to mm-hmm. have for been. them to continually yeah. let these small devices <laughs> right. explode again and again. So I'm, I think I'm doing well because I haven't heard either of your questions. You've answered nothing. I've answered nothing, so I there's still a lot of points for me to gain. Mm-hmm. Less mm-hmm. points for the because I want to take this uh, elf puppet and and hang it high in the rafters here to defend <laughs> this as my championship <laughs> deity. Okay, so we have we have the second question here, and again, it's a uh, the 1970s Dodger Sportswear Busy Bee Salon Tea, and so we have uh, a question about bees now. Oh, good. Wait, real question. quick. Does that bee have a green gem in it? I don't know. I don't depend on how long <laughs> it's <he> was busy <laughs> enough. Um, so what is the what is the known most venomous bee? Rachel, you'll be answering first. Wow. What is the mm. known most venomous bee? A, Africanized honeybee. All right. B, horsefly carpenter bee. Oof. C, boxhead blood bee. That's nice. D, none of the above. See the block. The blockhead blood bee. It sounds like something like if somebody's like acting like an idiot. Like oh, you blockhead blood, blood bee. bee. <laughs> <laughs> but that's somebody who's also you're kind of scared of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that also could be the most venomous bee. Could be. So again, Africanized bee, uh, Africanized honey bee, horsefly carpenter bee. The boxhead blood bee and D, none of the above. What do you think, Rachel, is the most venomous bee? And if you're playing at home, I hope you racked up some points because we have not. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to say that uh, right around the time that the world began to fall apart two years ago, there was a, a, a report of Africanized bees being some kind of threat to yeah. somebody mm-hmm. somewhere that they shouldn't be. Uh, and I do know that horseflies slash carpenter bees don't carry venom, and that blood thing sounds too good to be true. Mm. Yeah. So they I'm all, for the record, they are all real bees. There's no fake bees here. You didn't make up that? a bee for me. I did uh. not make up a bee for you. Now, obviously, none of the above is still there, so that's not a bee. Not no bees, but these are Fair. there are no made up named bees here. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the media um, feed my fear. Cool. And I'm choosing the 2020 Africanized mm-hmm. something bees. Yeah, the Africanized mm-hmm. honey bees. The honey yeah. ones. So that is, uh, that's A. a. So Rachel's going to go with A. So DJ Lil, same question. What is the known most venomous bee? A, Africanized honey bee. B, horsefly carpenter bee. C, boxhead blood bee. Or D, none of the above. Now, why would the answer not be the letter B with a question about bees? It could possibly be. <laughs> it sounds like a mouthful. So I think you chose it on purpose so we didn't have to say it. Okay. 
I'm going with B. So you're going with the horsefly carpenter yes. bee as B. Mm-hmm. Let's going see. with B. <laughs> Let's see whose ass will be shown this question. <laughs> so what is what is the known most venomous bee? A, Africanized honeybee. B, horsefly carpenter bee. C, boxhead blood bee. D, none of the above. Uh, Rachel went with A, the Africanized honeybee. And Lil went with the horsefly carpenter bee at B. The correct answer. Is A the Africanized God. honeybee? Oh. I am sorry to Will. <laughs> Congratulations to Rachel. You have to be all zeros. You so have far. a point. You have a <laughs> point <to> count. <laughs> on the board. And uh, so the story with these Africanized honeybees, um, as you could assume, we did it. Uh, we uh, we made them the way they are. We uh, got uh, we crossbred bees from Africa with European bees um, because we thought that would increase honey production. So we, we put all the bees together, and what happened was is they made a very bad bee. Mm. A super weapon. <laughs> so they made a super weapon bee, um, the Africanized honey bee. But that is something, yeah. When He's very busy bee. At, at, the, at, the, at the very beginning of the pandemic, there was also bee, bee uh, problems. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought maybe winter took care of that. But um, if you're the most venomous bee, I, I have a – you're probably living a long life because if you're on like America's Most Wanted Only Bees, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> so those were my two items. Again, they were the purple Ford City Raglan t-shirt and the 1970s Dodger Sportswear Busy Bee Salon t-shirt, black and yellow with black mesh sleeves. And again, at Thrifty Podcast, you could see uh, at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram, you could see the three of us holding up our items so you could hold up one point rachel so you have your one point so so far just by proxy um elf the elf puppet that you could put uh your hand in his ass is currently yours going to throw it over to you for your items today and i'm going to get some points awesome well just wanted to say also it's a pleasure to be back on the thrifty couch hell yeah it's always Um, great to have you in this meanwhile i moved so i found and got rid of and also have thrifted more stuff to replace the stuff i got rid of when i moved so looking forward to sharing some of that stuff we both went through floods together well not together but separately (laughs) mutual floods (laughs) floods. yeah um yeah so today i brought uh two items that are both 70s my first item is also i love it raglan already wonderfully striped yeah and now we know about lord raglan yeah now i'm not uh yeah um yeah pass it around right (laughs) question about lord raglan Mm -hmm. was it just one arm amputated or both one just one do you know which one i don't know which one 
I don't I just know wanted to circle back to that because but he didn't now give every up. time I wear one, I'm going to be <laughs> yeah, right? well in spirit. Yeah. yeah, That's a good Halloween costume that no one's going to get Ooh, is yeah. wearing a raglan t-shirt <laughs> right. and like tucking your arm <laughs> up into No one's going to be happy with you duct taping yeah. your arm into one. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the shirt I brought, it's uh, in white velvet lettering on the front. It says Saints. And so it's Saint apostrophe S as in owning to the saint, I suppose. Yes. Um, on the back is the number 11. It's a t-shirt jersey um, with a sportswear tag made in the USA. Mm-hmm. It's tagged as a, I assume, like kids large 14, 16, 16 yeah. a.k.a. Um, my size since I've been about 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's when that stopped growing. Um it's a dark maroon color, and yeah, I'm a sucker for anything velvet lettering. Yeah. Um, yeah, send it my way. I have a, a blue shirt, just like, well, not just like it because it's blue, but it has the same, it's a sportswear tag, and it has the same stripes that the sleeves of this maroon shirt have, only it's blank. Ooh, so okay. I think I may have its, it's a mutual flood. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, like you said, on the sleeves, there's, like, a little extra decoration um, of striped white and maroon, and then it's a slight v-neck in white. Um, I love this shirt. I've had it for probably, like, over 10 years, so it just continues to deteriorate as I do. Um, <laughs> as <yeah>. we all do. <laughs> right. I have no idea, like, which exact school or team this mm-hmm. is supposed to represent, which makes but, it more fun. Yeah. But uh, I will say it is the school colors of St. Francis of Assisi where I went to catechism school once a week in Ooh. like grade through middle school. And while I don't think it's from that school, I like to think it, I am representing the St. Francis Mustangs. I'll have you know is their <laughs> mascot. So, you know, St. Francis and the animals and the giant Seems horses. Seems a little fast for the Catholics. Yeah, so, to be honest, cars right. are cool and also horses. Cor- and they could yeah. both be Mustangs. So, they could, I could see St. Francis driving. I also have seen St. Francis in his wax embalmed state underneath the ground. Okay. Right. Is that local? That's not local. Um, yeah, so he's uh, he's chilling. He's probably fine. That probably never floods. Um, <laughs> or it flooded the first day and it stayed that way. <laughs> just, You're not supposed to. They wax something yeah. else. Um, yeah, so I like to think like okay, same kind of yeah. you know school colors. No idea, um, but it fits great. And I'm gonna guess like late seventies yeah. as far as the. The wear and tear and the feel and whatnot. Yeah, that sportswear tag is like a late yeah. late 70s tag, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my first question, I'll just roll into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roll it. We're on a streak here. I'm certainly on a zero streak. Yeah. Um, Get it going. Mm-hmm. So competitive sports go back a very long time in human history. Wow, I love competition. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but the sports jerseys only appeared in the 19th century. To tell apart players by shirt color, club crest, number, um, whatnot. 
Um, so something timely while we're taping, I haven't watched any yet, but uh, here there's some Winter Olympics happening. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. Nobody watches those oh, things. Oh, they come around every once yeah. in a while, right? Yeah. Mm. So those are happening, um, I think, on the planet that we're on. Yeah. So Currently. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, so that's going to lead me to my first questions here Ooh. for you guys. All right. The first modern Olympics were held in 1896. In which city did they take place? 1896 Olympics. Yep. Mm, okay. The first modern Olympics. Of course, they happened way, way, way back. You know, and I think they all had... Yeah, I was just about to say all nude. I um, will say I'm glad this is multiple choice because I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you off the bat where these things are. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in here where they possibly could be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about Olympic history. Um, and like I said... Don't even know what's going on in the current ones, so I, here we might go. Be right. I'm not even good at anything, <laughs> <laughs> let alone like. Right. Um. So the first modern Olympics were held in 1896. In which city did they take place? A. Brussels. B. St. Louis. C. Athens, as in Greece. Mm -hmm. Um. D. None of the above. Those are cool answers. I do like them. Yeah. So who answers first? I no. guess oh, I'll, heck. Yeah, I guess I'll answer first. Yeah, because I you're first. just dying to yeah, get the yeah. question yeah. wrong. So in eighteen it was A Brussels, uh -huh. B St. Louis, C Athens, or D none of the above. Gotcha. Is brother climbing anything? No, he's fine. He was jumping. Yeah, cool. Uh, brother is back in his jail as previously brother the cat if you don't know brother the cat he's the famous cat with one ear and i own him and i have to lock him behind a glass door just so i could have fun with my friends <laughs> um so here's here's the cool thing about that is i first when you said st louis my brain was like definitely not st louis because i would have heard and it had been talked about if it was st louis but that's not necessarily true because that was 1896. Mm -hmm. And if they said it on every Olympic broadcast, I'll tell you what, I don't watch them. <laughs> I don't watch them. I know Olympic hockey is kind of fun. There's some other stuff there. Um, so I don't think it's St. Louis. Athens, Greece seems notable. Brussels seems notable. Um, I'm going to go A, Brussels. In 1896, okay. the first Olympics were in A, Brussels. No, with A. All right. All right. How about you, Rachel? So, Brussels was probably a nice guess. I do, I do like the idea of it. Thank you for Brussels. respecting the guess. That was that was <laughs> a good one. Um, and as wrong as I might be, the first thought to come into my head about St. Louis was, well, St. Louis wasn't there yet, was it? And it it was. It most certainly probably was at that time that year that you stated, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I'm going to go with Athens because if it's the first one that they started uh, keeping tallies on, they had to have done it somewhere special and historical. Yeah. And I believe that Athens, Greece, C, would be the correct answer. That makes All a right. lot of sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brussels I, I, over there. No, no, no. Yeah. Brussels <laughs> <Okay>. over here. <laughs> doing okay. your best. Doing right. your best. Yeah. All right. So Toddy's going with A, Brussels. Yeah. Rachel's going with C, Athens. Athens. Well, I think you're closer and closer to Elf's Hole, because oh. the answer is yes. And see will be Athens. Yeah. Whoa, so you're two <laughs> points up. You're two. Oh, I got two fingers up that Elf right now. <laughs> yeah, you showed your ass, and now you might put your hand up Elf. <laughs> cool. Okay. Cool. So, all right, so Rachel up two, Toddy zero, Lil mm -hmm. zero. All right. I don't think they ever took place in Brussels, ever. 
I yet. See, <laughs> I thought yeah. Athens admittedly seemed correct and seemed right, but I thought it seems too common of a name because didn't they do other stuff there? Did it Did, seem too easy? Yeah. So that made sense that that was yeah. the correct answer, but I tried to just go off book right. on that one. And then I think St. Louis, they did like a few years later. So oh. yeah, the first uh, Olympics held in Athlin- Athens from April 6th, 1896 to April 15th, 1896. Very cool. Oh, yeah. And then you guys ready to roll into the next question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have, number two. Yeah, let's awesome. get the other one. All right, so going off of that, that was just, you know, regular old Summer Olympics. When were the first Winter Olympics? Awesome. Just in general. Gotcha. Of the first modern yes. Winter Cause Olympics. Because I'll tell you, they weren't doing those ones naked. Mm, I Aww. don't know. <laughs> Personally, I love the snow. So <laughs> Personally, I love being you naked. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like the probably the naked neighbor. Like... <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Keep them blinds open. Yeah. I see that yours are rotated so that somebody from the outside might be able to see in if they look at the red angle. Well, the interesting thing about my blinds. It's all blinds about your angles. Is, is I always, 100% of the time, have the blinds closed. Not even 1% do I open the blinds. And I had lived with someone here, one of my past roommates, who, it's fine. They opened the blinds, and I, like, walked into the room, and I was like, what is what different is, about this room? What did you do in here? They got rid of a wall. And I was like, oh, that. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, that's huh. kind of cool. But, <laughs> it, And then that was the day that I was like, okay, so that's what that it looks like out hmm. that window. And then I just closed it back. Closed it, and then here we are. <laughs> anyway, with your question. Right. So when were the first Winter Olympics? Mm-hmm. A, 1924. B, 1950, C, 1968, or D, none of the above? Oh. Rachel would be up first, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it is, right. it is my turn again. Yes. Um, I'm going to – can you read them again for yeah, me? Yeah, of course. Um, A, 1924, mm-hmm. B, 1950, mm-hmm. C, 1968, or D, none of the above? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with the A – I believe that the the 20s sound like a like a ripe time that they mm-hmm. would have been trying to make a thing post World War One. Yeah, trying you know. to get some excitement going. Yes. So yes, I'm gonna say a 1924. Four. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. All right. That's Same actually. Deal. Do you need to hear the years again? Yeah, throw them just again. Okay. Yeah, for just sure. Just again. All right. A 1924. B 1950. C, 1968, or none. there have not been IDs yet. There hasn't hmm. been any Ds yet. Okay. Um, A does seem kind of attractive to me <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a pick. 1924 seems like a good time to start doing stuff. Post-World War One. Uh, we started to, yeah, we started to get interested in doing things at that point. And uh, the other ones seem late, but what do I know? Um, but I will go um, with Rachel on this one. I will say A, 1924. You're welcome. Well, that's very good for both of you because you've go- both got a point. Yeah, oh, I get a point yes. again. <laughs> All I had to do was copy somebody for success. <laughs> yes, yes. You yeah, find A, the 1924. And you, you beat her. And it happened in France. France. Mm-hmm. Um, 
eh, nice place I'll never be. (laughs) (laughs) So Rachel has, uh, Rachel's in the lead. Three, one to zero. But Lil, you have another thrift find, another vintage clothing item to we'll hear about. Let me find my page here. Mm -hmm. So Alf is chilling with me currently, but... His body looks pretty long. flattened. Yeah, yeah. So it could be Rachel's. It could use a little filling. <laughs> I know. A little stuffing in there. Right. So my second item today is a two-piece uh, butt knit or butte knit um, leisure suit. Cool. Like I'm passing. Yeah. I don't know who wants it yeah. first. I want it first. I want the Yeah, butt. I was like, when I saw I was... the gleam in Rachel's eyes. Uh. When um, I saw that originally, I didn't realize that it was a two-piece. I just two thought piece. the pants were the shirt. Yeah, no, you can go ahead and help yourself there. Um, so a two-piece leisure suit, 100% polyester, only the finest. Um, and there's a horse theme all over it, which we were talking about before the episode. Like, if anyone out there knows what that's called when there's, like... When there are... There's, like, like a, little, like, stirrups and bridles all over it. Or, like you said, like, It watch, can be like displayed with, and, like, golden chains yeah. and watches, but it looks like an unending infinity pattern. Right. Just crisscrossing strings. Yeah, yes. it's wild. It's like an eye spy on your I love to be. Outfit. I love to be an eyesore. So oh, when yes. I saw it, I was like, yes, please. I can be comfortable and an eyesore at the same time. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a cool and off-white my, color. Yeah, yeah. It's um big beige energy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there's like little like horse stirrups and bridles and crops just like all over it. I'll have to get like a nice little picture of that. Yeah, for sure. Show all you roaches out there. Yeah. Um, it's a button up top. There's one little breast pocket. I'm sure that's for cigarettes. I don't know what else you put in there. <laughs> Not um, a thing. No. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, elastic waist, which is very good for like 2020 and onward style. Yeah. No more, yeah. no more hard pants. No. You don't know what those mm. don't care. Yeah. Absolutely not. What I like about it, it is like, yeah, like a beige color and then the stirrups are brown and then whatever those green cords are, it's just a green cord stirrup yes. pattern. Yep. Yes. So we like talk. Said, just never ending. Horses are cool. See, I didn't even know we were talking about horses. Some we, horses I was on now. the train of thought there. There's not even a horse present. No. It's horse um, vibes though. Yeah. <laughs> horse people. so it's super casual comfortable the pants are a little bit long for me um but that's okay i have gone bowling in this Mm. uh didn't help my didn't help my um very athletic very breathable but didn't help my bowling score that's okay you look great doing it though (laughs) yeah right um so they might get a bad rip but i'd be stoked to get more leisure suits and add them to my collection (laughs) um yeah i mean there's some like pop culture as far as like bad reps on leisure suits Mm -hmm. pop culture things like i don't play video games but there's leisure suit larry (laughs) and the land of the lounge lizards which is a whole realm um i think there's a weird owl song too but yeah, this is one of my favorite pieces in my wardrobe. I don't wear it as often as I should. I love eighties like style and aesthetic, but I think the seventies items like fit me better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as like tailoring, yeah, the tailor, and yeah, cut. I so, wear a lot of seventies stuff for the same reason. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the eighties out here and all the music and the fashion, but yeah, some of it just does not fit me as i wish so i am fine to settle into the 70s i think every decade had a body type yes and i definitely think 
you slenderize into the 70s yes. form. My uh, grandpa lifestyle. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just don't get bigger. We just don't get bigger. This is as big as strong as you get. Yeah. I, I got taller. I got taller. I'm I didn't. Old. But you're probably done. <laughs> yeah, I got to think it almost 35. I'm mean, done growing. Oh, I hope. No, you've never heard of that uh, growth spurt? Uh, I heard of the There's gray like a, spurt because my well, hair is turning gray. <laughs> gray spurt. I which Rachel also knows. <laughs> now everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Elf. Yeah. So leading into my questions about um, leisure suits, if you guys are ready for these, oh, I'm, I'm sure ready. Rachel's ready for more points over there. Yeah. Oh, Three, one, zero currently. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so ever present in 70s style, super easily produced with materials like polyester. Leisure suits were originally known as Hollywood suits from the 1930s to the 1950s. So everyone like the West Coast, like very like, you know, the wealthy elite, like chilling in the sun. Cool. Um, barely. So you had to yeah. look nice to host in your own Right, nice but still place. like be comfortable. Yes. Um, probably s- taking smacks off a thick cigar. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. That's what the pocket's for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You know, in the 70s, they kind of had their moment to shine. Which of these brands had a successful run of leisure suits with super vibrant ads? Mm. Okay. Now, this brand was known for another product, but, you know. Do we do we know if this brand is still currently around? I think so. Okay, cool. Pretty sure. Nice. Fair enough. We'll yeah. find out. Mm-hmm. So, was it A, Lee, B, Levi's? C, Wrangler, or D, none of the above? Oh. Hmm. Well, I believe it's Toddy's turn to go yeah. first. Uh, repeat the answers yeah. again. So which of these brands had a successful run of leisure suits with okay. super vibrant ads? A, Lee, B, Levi's, C, Wrangler, or D, none of the above? Um... And I could be wrongly doing it, but I kind of associate those brands with... Uh, Known for something else that they usually make. <laughs> yeah, like more ma- masculine, all three of those, kind of. And a little more rugged. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little more rugged. Is le- is a leisure sh- suit rugged if you're rich? I don't know. I'll never be rich or have a leisure suit. I don't no, think leisure think is rugged. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think so it's very like poolside... Yeah, something's fishy about this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to jump on the bandwagon something's of this moment. This yeah. <laughs> I don't know that it's any of those brands. A. Lee, B. Levi's, C. Wrangler, D. None of the above. I'm actually going to go with who had those ads. I don't think any of those. I think I'm going to go with D here. So I'm going to throw throw the mm-hmm. first D of the new thrifty era. Yikes. Calling it out. Yep. All right. What do you think, Rachel? Um, I, I, am, I, I am first bringing up images of denim. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also lends itself to denim suits and then leisure suit. Like people will make doubles out of anything. Um, I want to say that I have seen more colorful advertising from Lee than any of those other brands. Hmm. I, yeah. I want to say that Lee right. brings up the most, uh, gender, uh, diverse brand i think i think you're right levi and wrangler are a little bit more rugged and and Mm -hmm. masculine so i'm gonna say lee i'm gonna say lee had colorful adverts advertising their uh own leisure suits a Mm -hmm. a so we got an a d D and And a A. Mm -hmm. all right 
Well, I'm glad I uh, mentioned the vibrant ads because Rachel, you're right. It's oh, a lean. Oh, Rachel's running away with this. It's me yes, again. Sorry. It was. Uh, I'll have to pull up some of those images because yeah, the ads are pretty banging. I'm I'm um, excited. I would buy one, and I would not look good as any of those models doing the dorky poses the dorky poses that they're doing so it was lee via jc penny okay i buy that jc pennies yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know and then you also think about it leisure suit leisure Ah. suit yeah well it's also levi's yeah fair enough (laughs) so my next question so we have four that's four points I got four. Yeah. Rachel has four. I have one. Will has zero. Still zero. What I'm going to do with this is to see if I can come back. I'm going to bet my one point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. if I get this correct, I will get two points. All right. All right. If I get this wrong, I have no points. All right. You don't so get Toddy's betting points. points. Yeah. Do you want to bet any points? I'm not betting. I'm doing great. Yeah, it, fine. I'm just going to keep playing, <laughs> okay. honestly. And, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> playing the, I was like, Can you the see traditional way seems to be yeah. going good. All right. So, as like if I, I could read your handwriting from uh, here. As if I, I could read. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like I mentioned on this leisure suit, um, the tag is butt knit. It's B U T T E. I'm just saying. Like I, that. I probably saying but. it the way we want to say it the way I would like to today. Um, what a so, butt talk today! <laughs> butt talk, yeah, the butt is <laughs> Yeah. So butt knit was established in 1959 in South Carolina. What was unique about their factory? Ooh. A. They actually didn't knit anything. Okay. That's chill. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Um, B. It was a vertical factory, in that. The entire process of, like, you know, the thread to the finished product all happened in one place. Okay. C. A vertical factory? Yeah. That would be kind of, I mean, I don't have Tinder, but that would be very fun to put uh, as your Tinder bio, a a vertical factory. (laughs) Tinder bio, vertical factory. Uh, C. They only made the back half of anything. Cool. These are all good, Lil. <laughs> Great. Or D, none of the above. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. This is one of the questions I had to write while I was here because I forgot to write my second Nobody question. Nobody would know. No, no. one See, these are... I'm not saying brother helped, but... Brother... Brother distracted. But his face really was up in that notebook. He was yeah. up in there. Yeah. He may have whispered something to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why I bet points. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I'm so confident in the answer that I'm going to ask you to repeat the answer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn to go first, right? No. No, it's Rachel's. It is my yeah. again. So I'll just repeat the question to you for yeah. everyone out there. Uh, Butt Knit was established in 1959 in South Carolina. What was unique about their factory? A, they actually didn't knit anything. B, it was a vertical factory. C, they only made the back half of anything, or D, none of the above. Those are all so good. These are wonderful. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some bones, and I'm gonna I'm gonna request the first D, because all of them seem too 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 in there, too niche, too mm-hmm. specific. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that none of the above were special about the butt knit factory. Interesting. All right, one D. 
there has been a lot of pressure because I've bet some points and I've mm-hmm. already used a D. So I don't know that I want. I don't know. And you have already copied an answer of mine. I've so already I need copied you to branch an out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that is true, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really doing anything here. Um, so I'm gonna try to skip ahead of the line to get some points. I think that they only did the back half. I th- I'm going to go back half, and that's, I think, B or C? Mm, C. Yeah. I'm going to go with C. They only did the back half of the item. For those playing at home, stop yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> stop <Wow>. yelling. <laughs> Final answer? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not going to yell at you, but I'm going to tell you both. The answer was B. <laughs> It was a vertical factory. That vocabulary that did sound real. Yeah. Does it? <laughs> but but uh-huh. I went with the back half of anything, so I was like, it's butt net. Yeah. See? They didn't yeah. say, See? They didn't say top, I didn't, top I didn't make the connection. I just went for it. <laughs> so I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I have no points. It's Sorry. a runaway. <laughs> You've really Rachel's back, got back the down on deity. my level. Here I yeah. go. Cool. So uh, so we have four articles of clothing. We have two more vintage articles of clothing. And looking over to what Rachel's have, it's, I think, the coolest pair we have for sure. So, Rachel, why don't you share what you brought today? So, it seems that both of you grabbed some things from the 70s. And for all I know, this shirt could be from the 70s. The way that I have a relative age for this first item of mine is the presence of the Twin Towers in my item. So, this is a yellow, very soft knit shirt, not Ragland. Uh, that is the same mustardy yellow as uh, mm-hmm. the Busy Bee shirt. Mm-hmm. This is the same mustard yellow, but it does have uh, a very colorful decal on the front, which when looking at the tag recently, I found that I was not supposed to be uh, washing on hot and drying on high as I had been, because I'm sure no shirts are supposed to. Yeah, um, I dry on high. Extra I'm clean. high yeah. when I dry. In order for me to preserve this decal, I should have been using cold. But as you can see, the decal is very much there, and it does say in large primary and secondary colors, um, New York lives, but the Bronx rocks. That's hmm. cool. Um, I know very little about the different boroughs of uh, New York City, but this was the one that I think about the most because I have had this shirt since I was about 12 years old. Um, One of my first, like, look at me, I found some pop art on a shirt. Um, The decal also says some things like uh, Soul Train Choo Choo, uh, Cool Cats, Mama Mia Rap, Harlem Slam Dunk, Salsa Con Key, and Foxy Lady and Irish. 
pretty good. Right? So it is a lovely view of what appears to be a graffitied wall as well as a line of train cars adorned with rainbows in front of our beloved New York City skyline plus two buildings we often do not see anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's cool about that too is that skyline has the Empire State Building right next to the trade towers and you gotta think that would have fallen too if it was that close to the trade towers. You gotta question my shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah there'd been a yeah, we were oh, going to yeah. get a plane on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so this shirt was very special to me. I uh, had it, like I said, since I was 12 years old. And then when I was asked uh, last year to uh, do some costuming for a short film set in the year 1997, um, I was asked to dress some main characters in period-appropriate garb. And this shirt came to mind first for the sleazy cigarette-smoking heartthrob. Uh, of the of the short film bad so this, boy yeah mm-hmm. absolutely bad boys um not that i can remember the character's name at all but uh, my my good friend connor mcnellis did play a, a a sleazy boy and this shirt was featured in that film so i'm very happy that this got a little bit more publicity to it i am proud of this fine it was one of the first things that i found that i knew was vintage and being 70s looking i also know that that is vintage but you'll see from my second item that that is not the only decade i will pull from and it is not the only decade that we can consider vintage yes but of course i will start with what we all imagine is vintage and probably that we all picture as being only about 30 years ago anyway yeah when you think about it it's 2022 like um, oh yeah 50 years man 50 yeah years that's since the 70s yeah and it's like 22 years since the year 2000 and <laughs> we will talk more about the yes. year 2000 today <laughs> we will all right so for my first question about my new york lives but the bronx rocks t-shirt mm-hmm. so we're both at zero so you have clean slates mm-hmm. i know this is this is great you guys yeah. you guys are competing for for my effect for second place yeah. probably <laughs> <laughs> so The land currently occupied by the New York City borough of the Bronx was originally inhabited by the indigenous group of people known as the Lenape. Their their displaced territory included part of Canada as well as which other U.S. state? Cool question. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Can't talk about the Bronx without talking about who lived there first. Yes. And uh, your answers are A, New Jersey, B, Delaware, C, Pennsylvania, or D, all of the above. Mm. All right, a little, a little monkey wrench. So there's not a not. There's not a none of them. There is not a. There's an all of them. Rest assured, they they owned they owned one of these. Mm. Um. So I guess we'll start with Lil. Yeah. Uh, Lil A, New Jersey. B, Delaware. C, Pennsylvania. Or D. All of the above were the territory of the Lenape people. Well, I was going to go with all of the above, but then you just said one of these. So mm, now I'm like, slippy. oh, slippy, slippy. I'm going to go with New Jersey. I feel right. I'm being educated right now. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not familiar. Yeah, I'm not familiar with uh, New York City borough history or who was, you know, their first um i'm gonna go with new jersey that just seems geographically so we've got lil pertinent we got lil thinking about new jersey as we often do yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and toddy uh yeah i'm up you Um, are uh speaking about new jersey (laughs) i kind of want to live there and uh 
I, jeez, uh, as I usually am, I was going through a lot, and about a, a month or so ago, I drove to New Jersey mm-hmm. just to drive, and I didn't do much. I just drove to Asbury Park and just stared at the ocean at night. Just looked at New Jersey. And then just slept in the car, and that's just how I'm uh, how I'm doing. Um, so New Jersey's cool. Um, For sure. But as far as things that touch Canada... Now that I guess is the the prime the prime thing at the time, not currently. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say D all of the above because they're all kind of there. All right. So I'm gonna okay. go D all of the above. Well, it is the correct answer, D all of the above. Oh, word, cool. Because I thought it was supposed to be. Um, so yes, the Lenape people, also known as the Delaware people, did inhabit New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and parts of New York State before being inhabited by Western civilizers, colonizers. <laughs> well, no kidding. Yeah. Well, so yes, Toddy, you got one. Yay. You got it back. I got a point it's back. It's for you now. So I have two questions right with one point. Yes. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. I'm still over here with none. That's okay with me. Well, well, <laughs> this one, one more chance I feel here. like you have just as as, as good of an... Uh, I, I think this is one where everybody's got a, a fair okay. right. chance. So while I do often, feel more educated though, yeah, right? Yes, I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna teach you things I also learned while, while googling <laughs> the Bronx. Uh, while often a place whose name conjures up the image of the underbelly of New York City, ripe with violence and decay, as depicted in this clearly decrepit graffiti. Violence mm. and decay. Oh, horrible. Decrepit, decrepit. Uh, the Bronx is proud home to the nation's largest metropolitan zoo. 86 years into its operation, which animal was responsible for the Bronx Zoo's first human fatality? Very Whoa. cool question. Yeah, we are in Pittsburgh, the home of zoo fatalities. Yeah. And I figured this might be, just be a good one. Yeah, so we, we had some animals do some stuff to people we, here. And within like a 10-year span. Yeah, yeah, and it was generally the people's fault. It and generally if, always is. And <laughs> as you heard, it took 86 years before someone in New York City did something as dumb as somebody in Pittsburgh did. That's so that's cool. remarkable. Yeah. Uh, so yes, 86 years into its operation, which animal was responsible for the Bronx Zoo's first human fatality? Was it A, one male lion? Was it B, two Siberian tigresses? C, one juvenile elephant, or D, none of the above. Thinking about Tinder profiles again, juvenile elephant would <laughs> yeah. be a great Tinder profile. <laughs> one juvenile elephant. Uh, so yeah, Toddy, you are first? Okay. first this time. Two for B is interesting because that's kind of like a pack killing. Right. Mm-hmm. So not only did somebody something kill somebody, but it was in a pack. Um, so that one's kind of sticking out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one A was one male lion. One male lion. One male lion. Men do destroy things. They do the most. Um, okay. And C was one baby <laughs> elephant. One juvenile elephant. That's right. Um, <coughs> see the juvenile elephant's interesting. Because I would associate that with nothing. 
And that's why it scares me that it could possibly be. If the they right have answer. a tantrum, I'm sure it's it's crazy. gotta be brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not like, imaginable by our standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the elephant's really sticking out like an elephant in the room. Mm, one I, juvenile elephant. I'm in gonna the room. have to pick it because I keep talking about it so much. So I'm gonna go C. Juvenile elephant. You got is my it. answer. So Toddy has guessed C. Yes, Lil. Who was responsible? I'm just going to have to go with D, none of the above, because I want it to be the smallest, dirtiest rodent they had. Yeah. That just like bit they on a had, like, neck yeah, or something? Just something. And they actually so, died a month yeah. later from <laughs> <Right>. sepsis. <laughs> yeah. Something like a prairie That's dog. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so Lil believes that it was none of the precious animals I have listed. So, Sorry, precious animals. So... Neither of you get a point today. I apologize, Bill. You know, it's all, it's but all it good. But it was, in fact, two ladies that tore apart a third lady. Can you believe it? Two, two tigresses Hell yeah. tore to shreds almost two human uh, zookeepers, but one, uh, quote, clambered out of the way fast enough to get away from those tigresses. Yeah, you're going to have to use those words to get away. Yeah. Um, I will say 86 years. If I own that zoo and there's one death eighty six every eighty six years from I'm, her just walking right into the enclosure, I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm not thinking that's a dangerous. Not zoo. worried. Absolutely. Um, a juvenile elephant is responsible for the death of a zookeeper, just not at the Bronx Zoo and not the first time yeah, that there was probably a fatality stomp stuff. there. It did just. I, I believe it was a case of like over affectionate playing and it yeah really did yeah schmoosh somebody. Damn. Yeah. Right. Killed you by love. Yeah. So that's what we know about the Bronx now. <laughs> okay. The Bronx rocks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we'll have all pictures of these t-shirts on, at Thrifty Podcast yeah, on mustard. Instagram. Mustard yes, color. It's a beautiful mustard with small growing holes in the soft, soft That's cotton. where you put your mustard. Yeah. Or my, what is it? For my your... fat cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheaping on a fat cigar. All right, so the next item that I've brought in is very special to me because I do actually wear it, and I do wear um, two, three, or four other versions of it. This is a uh, no-boundaries size large flying Hawaiian button-up shirt. It is in a delicious cornflower blue, and it does feature two mirrored tribal dragons. Mirrored tribal dragons. (laughs) Absolutely, and they're looking each other right in the eyes about to touch tongues. It's really nice, and on the back you'll see them again. Um, just that really awesome skeuomorphic uh, tribal from the early 2000s because, as we know, the late 90s is now considered vintage. What is it, 20, 25 years and something yeah. will be considered yeah. vintage. So things from our childhood, or my childhood at least, are, are now being considered very old. And this shirt was definitely something that either your biggest bully or your bestest crush wore at the time in the Ooh, very early 2000s. Sometimes both. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes both. both. Or both. your brother. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. I love this shirt. I'll wear it often. It is. It, it repels color in the salon. So this actually serves very well as a barber shirt. Mm-hmm. But as I said, it is a uh, no boundaries brand shirt which uh, was sort of the originator of uh, low-cost fast fashion in the late 90s, early 2000s. No Boundaries is still a fast fashion brand that is carried in the store, um, and absolutely anything you will see in some other store will be released a year later by Walmart themselves. So I love that this very on-trend flying Hawaiian um, 
has survived has survived just being a a Walmart piece passed down through different stores and such. So speaking of Walmart and the kinds of brands and tags that we see over and over again in in these kinds of clothing, uh, No Boundaries is a private clothing brand for Walmart, often abbreviated to Nobo. 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 Every big, every big box store that offers low-cost fast fashion carries multiple private lines of clothing in an attempt to provide on-trend merchandise that still remains exclusive to their in-house brand, meaning that these dragons were not on any other shirt, but you know they were Walmart's dragons. Yeah, the uh, Walmart dragon. Get a Walmart <laughs> dragon tattoo on one side of your neck and the Monster Energy drink symbol on the oh other. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. And whatever this strange white penis in the oh, center yeah. is there. That's... Yeah, I would clean up with those tattoos mm. on my neck and make keys for it. So, um, which of these high-end fashion lines plummeted their market value by becoming a part of the now severely depopularized Sears family of store brands mm. so in terms of brands that mirror no boundaries but now in the uh sears non-existent store cool so which of these brands plummeted their market value after being a high-end fashion line for many years was it a candies b liz claiborne c juicy couture or d none of the above and it's Toddy's turn. What do you know about high-end lady fashion brands? We're about to see if my ass is shown. <laughs> um, I will say, great answers. Those all could be the answer, for sure. Because um, what I was going to do, I was going to kind of take apart the question and think of the brands that you mentioned that are no longer, yeah, that I don't no longer hear anyone talking mm -hmm. about. And the fun thing about that is, is all of those were are no longer kind of talked about. And still manufactured somehow. Still manufactured somehow. Um, candies, maybe I wrongfully associate that with, like, Spencer's. Am I wrongfully associating that with Spencer's? I can't tell you yet. Um, I don't know. Sometimes the mall just blurs yeah. to me. What What is sold current day in Spencer's? right now the exact same stuff that you remember like dog turds and booby mugs okay uh, whatever mm -hmm. movies have come out recently that are now going to be called classics they've got endless funko popos of funko them. pops funko mm -hmm. pops of yeah. them. yeah yeah okay so they're they're the Very same much demo. A gift store yeah. yeah um for this one i think i'm gonna go with b liz claiborne all right because liz, the reason why i'm saying liz claiborne because i remember yeah, they kind of fell off the planet, kind of. And they sold articles of clothing that were sort of, yeah, sort sort of, yeah. I think it's B, for sure. All right. I'm going to go B. So Toddy okay. believes that Liz Claiborne plummeted their market value by becoming a part of the now severely depopularized Sears family of store brands. Lil, who do you think? I could see that Liz Claiborne tag in my brain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've now I'm like... White tag, black lettering. Up, yeah. yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like I see a lot of Liz Claiborne like out in the wild in like Rex style stores. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they have a lot of stuff out there. Whereas candies I don't see as much of as far as like what I know of new or come across secondhand. Yeah. Um, I feel like Juicy Couture is still a thing mm -hmm. out there. 
Yeah. Somewhere. Right. right. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere out there, people still love and enjoy the Juicy Couture lifestyle. Oh, yes. Um, So I might just have to piggyback on this answer and go with Liz Claiborne. B. So we got two yeah. Bs. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you're wrong. Yeah. 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 It's wild how you, you keep doing so, that. I not a good day for us though. <laughs> I, I I I am proud to have interesting questions with unanswerable ends. Um, Those were all believable though. I'm glad because so Liz Claiborne still is very much in manufacturing, and um, uh, you will see Liz Claiborne all over the place because it is older and has been thrifted and donated time and time again. Candies. Uh, which is some Hills actresses line of clothing is still very available at Kohl's. So that okay. is Kohl's line of, of, hmm. uh, of Junior's fashion line, fashion trends. Uh, so the correct answer is C, Juicy Couture. Juicy wow. Couture. Juicy Couture well, you were went thinking through. about C. They went through a very rough time in the early 2000s after they lost popularity with celebrities for their bootcut velour jumpsuits. Speaking of leisure suits, those lost popularity. And where are those? They are back. They are 100% back. What are those? Um, So that (laughs) is. What are they? Where are they? Juicy Couture lost their value. Huh. They became available. Uh, they changed their signature zipper style so that people would know that they were manufactured after their most popular time period. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't have the J on that zipper, you're yeah. wearing a don't Sears even bother. Juicy Couture yeah. jumpsuit. And stuff like that is important <clears throat> yeah. to like a small uh, sect of people, but those are the, also the small sect of people who pay out for clothes. Mm-hmm. As someone who does professional laundry for a living... <laughs> Yeah, people look at like these tags the and everything deep, like that. They and look like at the zippers. They look at that. They look at and there's some hats that are worth like eighty dollars more if they're wool than they're not wool. And it's the same mm-hmm. hats, like the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if one is wool, one is not, they want the wool. Mm-hmm. And then like the made in the USA, like the people want that too, because they're like everyone else sucks besides the United States and that's completely opposite mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I could believe that so yes juicy couture they did lend their name to the Sears family so that they could try to recapture the love of their leisure suits which is now catching back on so one point right. successfully one point Lil zero points yep Rachel. Um, I'm over here with four. Congratulations. Seems like I'm keeping that. Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations. You are the first owner Mm, mm -hmm, of the late 80s elf puppet with the Hawaiian shirt that I picked up from the thrift store. And it could be your personal puppet, your personal deity, and your personal trophy. Mm, mm -hmm. So the next time you are on the show, you will have to defend elf. I will. With everything um, that I have. And then if there's other games when you are not present for, there will be multiple trophies in the universe. <laughs> so when the people coming on to Thrifty have one of the trophies, it'll be you'll have to put both trophies on the line. So oh, at some point, somebody's going to have a lot of things from the thrift store that are trophies for the show. Ooh. Ooh. I got a drawer full of those. so <laughs> <laughs> And I am getting no points, so they will be everyone else's. Well, there is one question left yeah. to see if you could. And, I, and you might get this one. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you happen to wear female underwear sometime, I'm sure. Occasionally. So. <laughs> Occasionally. Same. So, so as, a, as a quick nod to Valentine's Day coming up, which is obviously everyone's favorite commercial holiday. Love that day. Oh, love love day. Uh, which of these following brands 
uh, serves as Walmart's in-house alternative to the sexy mall brand we know and hate. Uh, is it A, Secret Treasures? Secret Treasures. Mm. B, Cherish Secrets. C, Secret Marilyn. D, Marilyn. Wait, I'm sorry. Maryland. Maryland. The state? Maryland, oh. like, the, like the lady. Like the Monroe. Okay. Marilyn. Like secret Maryland. Secret Maryland. <laughs> secret Maryland. Secret D, none of the above. Which of these brands serves as Walmart's in-house alternative to Victoria's Secret? What was the first one again? We got Secret Treasures, Cherish Secrets, Secret Marilyn, or none of those bitches. Secret, 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 secret. Am I answering first? Yes, you I think are so. You're right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'm just just D. Just none of those. There was way too many secrets too many happening. Secrets. Too many secrets. Too many Get rid secrets. of them all. Oh God! Just forget them. Forget yeah. them. Too all many right, secrets. Okay. Well, there is no reason for me to bet my point because at most. I will have three points, and I will lose. So I'm not going to bet my point. I'll take second place today. <laughs> but let's see if I can. I wanted to go with D, but I think I'm going to go off the grid here. All right. Um, repeat the uh, uh, answers again one more time. We got A, Secret Treasures. Mm-hmm. B, Cherish Secrets. C, Secret Marilyn. Mm-hmm. D, none of them. Secret Marilyn is a weird name to just think of. So I think that could be the right answer. Um, oh, to Valentine's Day coming up. Smooching is my favorite thing to do, but I never, I'm never, i never dating somebody on, on Valentine's Day, so it's a bummer. Smooching's cool. Um, so in, in, <laughs> in, uh, in Ode to that, I will go see... Secret Marilyn. Secret Marilyn. Well... I do think of some weird things, and I did personally myself think up the brand think Secret Marilyn <laughs> while I laid in bed. <laughs> think of the, the weird ceiling. things you can think about. What can I put at the beginning or the end of the word secret to make it seem uh, profitable? And guess what? <laughs> you, I fooled you. Have you. A buyer. you have it. a buyer. So Walmart's in-house alternative to Victoria's Secret is, in fact, a secret treasures. Secret The lady bits. They're the secret treasures. Secret treasures. Yeah, yeah I guess so, right? Yep. yep. Selling yep. our yep. own bodies to us. Yeah. Thanks, Walmart. Yeah. Well, well, no secrets is, there. Here is here's Elf. my boy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so he's you, my so you treasured could, secret. So Where's that you could toe? put your hand in his ass and make him talk. Do you need talk. a hand? Mm, don't you touch him? Don't oh, touch him. Oh, I no, fine he, not touching him. Uh, the Hawaiian not shirt. Worthy. I think that Elf is wearing is more conducive to something that you would wear rather than us because yeah. it's sort of it's different from the blue and black dragon shirt, but it's definitely loud. It's still. definitely, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy loud I, yeah yes i'm either wearing entirely black to to make myself invisible or i'm wearing the loudest audible t-shirt you could find so yeah. this is alf on a loud day congratulations <laughs> sir so as we wrap up today um as a uh, uh the things we have today again we went over vintage clothing we have six articles of clothing um a lot of them single stitch, really cool tags on all of them. And if you go to at thrifty podcast, you will see 
what we have. I might even put something on the stories today because I'm not positive when this will be released, but uh, hopefully by that time, thriftypodcast.com is back under my name. So that would be great. Um, so Can't I have it. one final question for Ooh. both of you today. Um, and I have to answer this as well, too. So in our wrap-up, DJ Lil, mm-hmm. what have you learned today? Well, counting on Lil to get some points on the board is like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so keep at it. Rachel, what have you learned today? I've learned that t-shirts were around a lot longer than I thought. So really that name, t-shirt, got to be a real primitive title. Gotcha. <laughs> Toddy, what have you learned today? That staying up late... Mm- and getting all my shit in uh, with no sleep is a conducive way of podcasting because I've been doing it for so long. Ah. So I will I so for future podcasts the night before, I'm just gonna keep myself up. And that's yep. easy because I barely sleep. So that's what I learned today. Um, again, you could subscribe uh, anywhere you find your podcasts on iTunes. Here's a big help. Here's a big help. If you write a five-star review, that's going to do a lot, especially because this podcast is not recorded an episode for quite some time. So the way that we're going to get the pop back up is for you to just go there right now, give a five-star review. Um, I was looking at some of the reviews. I don't know that there's any low markings, but it is interesting to say that someone gave us a four-star which is interesting because usually when somebody goes to review something, it's like a five star or one yeah. star. It's either to praise or to not praise. They really Feel only need strongly. to be two stars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this was a lukewarm. Have mm-hmm. you ever jumped on something to post a lukewarm take? <laughs> I, if I was very surprised that it made me warm, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> surprised that I was made warm. Mm, yes. The Rachel Surpri- story. <laughs> So <laughs> thank you again, DJ Lil, for returning. No, thank you. Uh, Rachel, thank you for returning to the show oh, as well. Thank you for having me. If you want to plug anything or anything like that, you can. If not, we don't have to. Uh, I do hair. I do hair in Dorma, right where right where Toddy happens to be selling clothing. We are a local bunch here. Yeah. We're neighbors, and we're very close neighbors now. And closer, I could see Rachel's car. Oh, my car. <laughs> That's true. I cannot see Toddy's car. It seems like an unfair thing. Yes. Secret Maryland. Secret Maryland. Toddy's car. Get roached. Oh, I thought that was going to be better. <laughs> it did stop. It did stop. I thought it would stop. (laughs) 